PFT Media. Little bit of dead bits. So many dead bits. Welcome to episode 48 of Tidbit. I'm your host, Etchy, along with your host, Leslie. Rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> it's May 1st. It's the first thing I have to say every first of the month. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's like a good luck thing. I don't know. Everybody in my family does it. Interesting. Rabbit, rabbit. It seems like one of those impulses, kind of like when you when you go over train tracks and you like kiss your hand and then put it up to the ceiling. You don't think You do right. that? No. No. But some people do. Some people do. I do that when it's 1234. I can't help it. I like it. I, I can't. I, it's a compulsion. If I see that it's 1234, I have to do that. Yeah. I, 1111, I make a wish. No, I, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Well. It makes sense. It's the most of the same number in a row. 1111, make a wish. I don't know. It's just a thing that happens. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm not alone on this. No, I'm sure not. Um, Just like the railroad tracks thing and the twelve thirty-four. I don't know. It's but I, I, it, it makes me feel weird doing it. Like I make sure nobody's looking at me when I do it. Do you do that at like five fifty-five and two twenty-two no. and one eleven? Twelve thirty-four is it? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's still twice a day. Do you do anything at four twenty? No. 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 In fact, uh, you know what's really funny? People look forward to that holiday, but like a lot of the people that look forward to that holiday smoke weed every day. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, it's like if you eat cake every day and it's your birthday, certainly you don't want cake. You want something else. Well, I guess, I guess. I mean, the people like, I don't know, people that pray celebrate Christmas, I guess. You're right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that was a broad generalization to people that pray. I apologize in advance. Please. <laughs> Uh, keep your emails going to tidbitspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which, by the way, the funny thing about that, too, is like every religion prays. <laughs> <laughs> but not for Christmas. Well, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's also Halloween. Um, I'm sure there's some other holidays. Oh, there's also, what is it? Cinco de Mayo? Yeah. What's that? Uh, you just drink a lot. <laughs> Isn't that your birthday? It is. Oh, my God. Yeah, my birthday's on Sunday. Your birthday's coming up so soon. Yeah, it is. your special, special day yeah. episode. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. It's like I, I, I rarely do much. Like, last year, it was insane. It was a big old throwdown. Yeah, um, but that was very unusual. Usually, I, I, I do nothing. I'll, like, go out to dinner with my parents or something. Okay. You know, just have, like, a little birthday dinner. And, like, you know, I don't get anything. I just go, oh, okay, it's my birthday. Like... You know, there comes a time where it really doesn't matter. Well, uh, I think that we can we can throw a party for your birthday if you want. We can, you know. We can always do that. Grill up a hot dog for you. <laughs> uh, what do you want for your birthday? <laughs> throw down a pizza on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna Pisenberg make you a pizza. I, that's exactly what I was where I was going. I was like, you know what? Coleman could make me pizza. Okay, well. Coleman, this which is your call to action. Yeah, which will probably be a major disappointment to him because he'll be like, oh, well, what do you like? I'd be like, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have a whatever you want for your birthday. I mean, I would force you to have something uh, on my birthday pizza, like, you know, something tasty. But uh, if you like cheese, yeah. you put mac and cheese on the pizza, right? I mean, I guess you could. It ha- it would have to be a really strong pizza, because mm. I feel like that would like break the fold. Right. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I had um, like I, I can't remember where I said this. I think it was an off cuts, just because it was food related. But you know, like I went when I went to New York, I had um, I had a ZD pizza, and it literally had ZD on the top. Yeah. Oh my god. And it didn't break the fold. No, it didn't. But I mean, it was a heavier pizza. Yeah. Because of it. I imagine that'd be like a, a meal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. I'll take a whole pie of ZD pizza <laughs> for me. This is my life now. I wanted to have a second slice, but like we were late to somewhere we were going, and oh, I would have eaten myself sick. You would have needed a pizza. wheelbarrow to like <laughs> get pushed down the road. Pr- in. Pretty much. You're like Nick, wheel me around. <laughs> well, uh, 
Coleman, there's your call to action for <laughs> Etchy's birthday. He doesn't ask for much. He really doesn't. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, so happy happy early birthday, dude. Thank you. I'm going to be 37. Oh my God. Uh, that's uh, that's so far. That Yeah, that's... Uh, you're, uh, you're in your late 30s now. Oh my God. No, no, mid. That's still mid. Mid to late. Mid to late. No, okay, I'll, uh, you know what? Good, this is a good compromise. <laughs> you remember being 27 and being like, oh my God, my life is over. Yes. And then like 10 years, like we're not, it's not over actually. No. Well, you know what's the weirdest part though? Is when I turned 30, see like that's like a milestone, you know? So you're like, oh, I'm 30. Okay, yeah, I'm cool with that, you know? 31 was yeah. the worst. Okay. Because now you're in your 30s, but there's no sense of, uh, well, not accomplishment. You're all, you know, getting old is not an accomplishment, but um, you, you know what I mean, though? Like, I, Yeah, I have opinions on this. <laughs> there was this time in my 27, 28, 29-year-old life yeah. that I pretty much knew a lot, and I could do it all, and uh, I had opinions on things, and... Uh, the funny part about that is the pendulum swings pretty hard. And in your 31, 32, 33, you realize that you had no idea what you were talking about. And everything yeah. that you thought you knew, you don't know. And just in case you thought you might know, you just absolutely don't. Like, that was what <laughs> happened to me in my 30s. Yeah. Um, coming off of that that rough uh, 20, late 20s hubris yeah. spell that I was under. Yeah. Well, and I, also in your 30s is kind of when you discover, like, you already knew that there were things that you didn't know. Like, right. you never thought you knew at all. But in the 30s, like, that's when, like, just all this stuff, like, you realize, you're like, oh my god, there's way more stuff that I didn't realize I don't know. And I think there's a bit of comfort in that. Not for me. me. <laughs> to me, it's just like, well, you know, there's... a. It's vague and ambiguous, and there's a lot more than I probably don't even know about, so I'm not even going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. that, that makes it a lot easier for me, um, because I had such confidence. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the, the worst thing to do, too, is like when you, you know, charge full ahead, like, you know, and then realize that you don't know anything. Right. You know, and you're like, oh, God, why did I do that? Like, went in with full confidence. Knowing absolutely nothing on whatever subject it was, you know, and now that doesn't happen to me. Right. I think that's a 30s thing. That's a that's an experience thing. That's yeah. a wisdom thing. I think that's definitely a 30s thing. Yeah. Um, plus, you're 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 pretty exposed now. I think the the wisdom that you've gained over doing the shows that you've done and the the people that you've talked to over your career, I think that that that's made, that's what makes your 30s cool. Yeah. It's definitely, it was way cooler than my 20s. Yeah. Yeah, you, the relationships you've built over the last 20 years is your your mainstay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, people love you. Aw. I mean, <laughs> they, they're, they're, every time I, I hear stories about Etchy and, like, from 10 years ago, and I was just like, wow. And it, you've been in the podcast community that long. Yeah. And I've, I've just been dipping my tiny little toe into it for the last two years, but you've been fully immersed. Yeah. For a while now. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks to all of Etchy's listeners. Yes, for, thank you. Uh, you know. You've got another year with me. Yes. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like not the I last you're limiting one. Limiting it. <laughs> the, the last one. I'm gonna be dead at 38. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, um, so we just had a, a, an event recently, which is where these interviews come from. Oh, that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about being in our, you have to let me know how 37 is because I'll be there not too long from now. Yeah. Um, but we, okay. So, you know, we've been doing these comedy shows and I bring Etchy with me everywhere. So this one, this one, I'm like, let's, let's try something different. Let's make this a networking event. And also... Um, a ticketed comedy event. So, you know, I, the, the goal for me, this was at Abbey Bar last Wednesday, so a week ago today. The goal for me was to, to get people interacting and have them have fun and, and hang out for the comedy show. That was what I really wanted them to do. But yeah. that's not exactly what happened, but I'm pleased with the people that showed up for both things. Mm -hmm. The networking event was um, supposed to be a speed dating thing at right. the start. Um <laughs> <laughs> that was this. What ended up, you know, way better than, than speed dating. 
<laughs> I think I've never done it. I don't know. I mean, my my effort of speed dating is because I think it'd be fun to meet a bunch of healthy singles that are you know up and up and what do you call that? Up and coming. Yeah, like upwardly mobile, uh, you know, yuppies trying oh, to, oh, yeah. to find some some quality individuals because my dating choices have really been awful. <laughs> I mean, awful to to say the least. So that's so fun. <laughs> uh, I was hoping this would be maybe open the the pool a little bit, but then I got shy, and then I got to where I was like, well, if I want to do a good comedy show, I don't want to exclude anybody because I don't want to call it a dating thing and then have people not show up. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a fear. So I decided to make it a networking event, and the games, I guess, it kind of turned out to feel a little speed dating ish, mm-hmm. but so the 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 other idea was to have us recording tidbits in the back. Mm-hmm. Because what better option to have, you know, short interviews with people that we wouldn't otherwise talk to? Yeah, that's at a networking event. And there's just tons of different types of people with different types of jobs and different, you know, it was really fun to talk to everybody. And everybody that comes to my comedy shows, it, it on the whole, I mean, there's some real jerks and some real, real buttholes, but... Um, I would say 98% of people that come to my shows are um, really interesting, fun people that I really want to continue to have conversations with. And um, I, I like bringing people together that way. So that was that was a main goal for me on this. What were, um, because I was, I was you know, uh, uh, interviewing in the back and everything. Yeah. Um, I did not catch the games. Okay. So the game, okay. I was like, how do I make this? participate like people want to participate so i went to the comedians and i was like you guys have to participate in my game (laughs) and they're like okay and they were totally down and all about it so i went to dollar tree and i just got some some cards that um you could write on like greeting cards that had nothing written on the inside so i i gave everybody a pen and a card that wanted to participate and a name tag so if you had a name tag on Everybody knew that you were participating and that you wanted somebody to come up and talk to you and generate a conversation. So it was it was okay. just a way to let people know that they were they were in in the game. So you would write down on your card, you would write two things about yourself that were true and one thing that was a lie, and then you would Oh, that's right. I knew about that. Yeah. Find somebody to talk to for a few minutes, and then uh, after a few minutes, you would flip your card over and uh, say, "All right, figure out which one's the lie." So then they would make a little a note of the person's name and then make a, nar- a mark next to it, you know, and, and eventually, you know, make Facebook friends, Instagram, you know, connect, give a business card. Um, well, I wasn't too specific on what to mark if it was uh, if they actually got it right or wrong. You know, I was just looking for marks. I, the winning the prize was a lay, you know, like a dollar store lay. Yeah, it wasn't anything fancy, but the, the prize was you got laid. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and and <laughs> I had lots of people with marks, and they were like, it didn't even matter what they marked. I ended up giving away all the lays, and uh, they all had name tags on. And, and I think one of the funnest thing about a comedy show is when people have name tags on. Yes. That's a thing that doesn't happen in the audience. No. But uh, it was really fun to know everybody's name. Um, there was a guy named Doug. He did not want to participate at all. Um. But uh, I, I was like, well... Doug, you're hanging out with a bunch of people that are. So I gave yeah. him a name tag anyways, but I misspelled Doug and I put Doug. Wait, like you put an E on the end? No, I instead of a D-O-U-G, I put D-O-O-G. <laughs> and so I put dots on top of the O's. Nice. There you <laughs> and go. And I was like, you're Doug now. <laughs> <laughs> it works. But Doug ended up being a real fun, fun dude. Um, they were all a lot of fun. And okay, so... I was just so impressed with the amount of people that were, I, I got, I lost, I got rid of all my materials. I had no more paper to write on. Like everybody wanted to play. That is so sweet. Yeah. And we didn't even get to interview half of the people that wanted to, to participate in our, in our tidbits interview. So yeah. that made me sad, but the people that we did interview, they were just, they were, oh, they were great. their energy. Mm-hmm was just like they were there to play and to participate yeah and i loved it they were engaged um it was, it was awesome and and uh, you know we only i only got two interviews out of it but really the reason for that is because like i couldn't interview um while the you know the comics were on stage because that it just would have been too um 
uh, distracting, I think. And I wouldn't want you to miss that. Yeah, that well, that too, yeah. This, this was a, a special show. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, like, there were a lot more people interested. We just couldn't get to them before the comedy show started. Yeah, not but, enough hours uh, in the day. No, but I, I, I really loved these two interviews we got. These were fun people to talk to. And 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 if you were you were there, you were hanging out, and you enjoyed it, um, thank you for being there. And then, uh, thank you for, for participating. Um, Abbey Bar is in a, fan, a fantastic spot downtown Deland. We run shows there all the time. Etchy and I will come back and do this because we got a good response. Anne Marie wants us to come back and do that again. Um, and we'll do that again in another spot because I want to I want to talk to more people that we know wouldn't normally you know yeah, engage with. Exactly. That's that's really the most unique interesting part yeah. of you know talking to people like that um the the first the first interview we have yes is inez bracy that's right she's a motivational speaker and life coach and author uh, <laughs> when i walked up to her i was like hey just let you know we have these things available we can play this game and we also have tidbits and she was like yes and yes and like you know, as a kind of shy person, whenever you're like trying to put get get somebody to participate, you usually usually have to do a tough sell. Oh yeah. But her her responses were just like <laughs> game on. Yeah. Let's do this, and uh, that was beautiful. I expected to whatever interviews I got, like have to pull teeth to get them, and. <laughs> Both the interviews were just like, oh, this is exciting. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> I don't usually get this. And I was so sad I couldn't record with you, but I can only I can only be in one spot at one time. And yeah. I was running a show. So exactly. But yeah. so, I was there in spirit. I was there in presence, too, just not on the mic. <laughs> I was going to say you were more than spirit. You were there. You're just too far away. Uh, so anyway, so, yeah, the uh, this is the uh, first interview with Inez Bracy. <laughs> So your name is Inez. 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 Yes. Okay. Ah, it's a gamble. It is a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm, I'm Stephen with a PH. Like every once in a while, someone would be like, Stefan? And I'm like, really? Yeah. You went with that one. Uh-huh. Not nearly as popular. Don't know why you would go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. you said you're a motivational speaker? Yes, I am the audacious living and confidence coach, as well as a motivational speaking author. Oh, nice. Yeah. So beyond an offer, do, do you um, like do you like public speak at different places, or is it more of a writing thing? Both probably. I do both. I write and I I um, speak, and I'm, I'll, I will be going on a speaking tour mm -hmm. in the fall, and I'm so excited about it. My first stop is Poland, and then I'll do Beirut, and then I'm going to go oh, to wow. Africa. It's so exciting. I just I just went internationally somewhere for the first time, and now like anytime somebody mentions anywhere other than the United States, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> I just, I just went to China in February. Where'd you go in China? Um, Shanghai and um, uh, Beijing and Xi'an because it has the uh, the uh, terracotta soldiers. Yes. And all that. Like, oh, it was a dream. It was awesome. I was there for a little more than two weeks. It was my longest vacation ever, too. Okay, we got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it'd be like a family vacation. It'd be like a week, you know, where yeah. we'd go wherever. Yeah. Usually North Carolina because it's beautiful. Where in North Carolina? Um, around like Boone. Okay. Just in the mountains, you know. Yeah. Um, right. There's a couple of other places I can't remember. It's Boone and a couple of other things. Okay. But um, my mind just went blank. Uh, <laughs> 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 when you choose to go into um, uh, motivational speaking, sorry. Um, uh, it's for a, like a core reason. Like, like, have you yes, always been a positive yeah. person or I've you had something particular hold you back kind of deal? I have been throughout my life mm -hmm. learning how to really change my mindset so that I could live the lifestyle that I dreamt of as a child. Mm -hmm. And I grew up as a sharecropper's daughter. And if you don't know what that is, it's a tenant farmer. And when you're a tenant farmer, sometimes at the end when you do your harvesting, mm -hmm. you actually come out with a little bit of money. But because everything is bought at the company store, mm -hmm. you most often don't come out with anything. Oh. So my first 11 years, I was we were sharecropping. And then my dad decided to go into uh, construction work. And so that meant he left home and we moved. But it was such an amazing time because as a child, I was too little to really do anything on the farm. Mm -hmm. However, I remember growing up there. And I always knew that there was something better. And I discovered I was right. 
So in general, like you got a more positive thinking kind of deal. Like th- that's kind of what I got out of it. The way you were talking, not 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 because of the farm thing, but I mean yeah. when you were saying like getting all that you want. Mm-hmm. Usually, a more positive attitude is is the key to that. You know what I mean? Like, well, it is the key, and I can tell yeah. you why. In my house, my family always said, my mom and dad, nothing beats a failure but a try. Mm-hmm. And it's better to have and not need than to need and not, not have. have. Yeah. And that stuck with, there were seven of us, seven children. Mm-hmm. And we all finished school and most of us, well, we all went through college and all that other stuff. And it was all because they valued education mm-hmm. and they knew that with that, it would be our ticket to a better life. Yeah. Education usually is, yeah. Yeah. Where did you go? I went to Fayetteville State, then I went to Nova, Uni- South, Nova Southeastern University, and another school that I went to left my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so now you got me getting wet. Yeah, that's, uh, this will happen several more times, I, I, I promise you that. The reason I ask is because a lot of times, you know, when people are, um, maybe not that's, that that's not their job title, like they're not, you know, a motivational speaker, what, what gets them in a lot of times into that mindset of, oh, hey, not I've got it all figured out because that's just wrong. But, you know, I've got some things figured out. I'd love to tell you what they are and, and be passionate about it. It's usually um, because you started thinking more positively so you could overlook more negative things and get farther without being discouraged. Yes. Or something seriously went wrong in your life and you overcame it. And there's a lot of things to be learned from that. You know, how long have you been uh, motivational speaking? I've been speaking for more than 30 years. Okay. I've had my own business for the last five from nine is 14. 14? Yes. Okay. So I have my business, my office is in Dr. Gaffney's office in um, Deland. Did you know you wanted to do that when you went to college? All I, no, when I went to college, I went to be a scientist. Okay, because I was going to say, because that was basically what I was leading up to. Because yeah. I was pretty sure, I'm like, there's no like motivational speaking 101, right? <laughs> it just doesn't seem like there would no, be. No, no, no. I went to be a scientist. So I, 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 I am a scientist, and I've been uh-huh. a scientist all my, ever since I got out of, high, out of college. However, I've also done a lot of other things. Yeah. And the more things I explored, the more that I learned the more that I knew that I could be, do, and have anything I desired. I know you could you could start writing right away. Obviously, anybody can write. And, you know, if somebody likes what they read, then you could be published or whatever. You know, that can go its own direction. But as far as motivational speak, speaking, like uh, before you do your first event or your first, you know, anything, how do you get to that point where, you know what I mean, like there's no official credibility, like, you know, like a degree or a, you know, you know, it's one of those things that you just kind of have to break into. How do you do that? <laughs> you just do it. Yeah. Because, you know, working with people, family, friends and others and coaching and all of that, they always say you should be on stage. I say, well, I am mm-hmm. because I enjoy seeing a whole room full of people get aha moments. Yes. And, and it just makes a big difference in your life. Even if you just get one little light that tells you, I can change. Yeah. I can be who I desire to be. Mm-hmm. But so often we have so many beliefs put into us by so many different ways that we think we cannot. Yeah. So what I do is give you just that little opening to think about, yeah, maybe I can. Let me just give it a try. Yeah. Well, and I, that's the most valuable part, I think, of motivational speakers is that you're so often told, like, yeah, that you can't do this. And... Uh, Motivational speakers are one of the very rare people that can be in, come into your life that will tell you the opposite, um, which, you know, sometimes even if it's not true, that's what you need to hear. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know what? It is true because there, there is magic in words mm-hmm. and every word has a vibration. So when somebody says, Etchy, you can do this and you think, wow. They just spoke over you that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Now you get to decide, okay, I'm going to own that and take one step at doing it. Or that's ah, not worth it. Yeah. So the thing is, what are you willing to do? And what you're not willing to do are equally important and changing your life to have what you desire. Yeah. But that positive reinforcement can at least get you further than you would be if you didn't get that positive reinforcement you know like because yes. you know friends and family they mean well and everything of course but you know it's kind of like you know oh you, you think i could do this right yeah 
<laughs> you know, okay, like, but when it sounds like that, it's like, no, you don't really it, think so. Exactly. <laughs> but then when you talk to somebody and you go, you could totally do that, then, you know, your reaction is like, oh, my God, I think I can. Yes. You know? yeah. uh, and even if it ends up you can't, you probably got closer to it. There is no can't. <laughs> because you started on the process. Yeah, that's true. It is a success. Whether you go all the way to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Or somewhere in between, you say, wait a minute, this is not really what I want to do. Let me just tweak this and do something else. See, you can tweak it along the way until you get to where you want to be. Yeah, and it's, it's still an adventure. Yes. The most interesting people to interview are ones that, like, a lot of times, even if they, like, went to college and started out in a career, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I got, uh, you know, I, I got a degree in nursing and I did that for a few years. But then I was like, you know what, I really don't like this. And I, you know, like, started bartending. And then after a few years, I went and did that, you know, and you're just like, Oh my God, you know, especially when they're out there, like they'll be like, then I became a fisherman. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, but but I mean, rather than, and it, and it used to be this way, like, you know, my parents, my dad graduated uh, uh, college with a accounting degree, mm-hmm. worked at a bank for like five years, and then for 30 years worked as a financial manager for an electric company, and then retired. Like it was, you know, a complete linear, I mean, it, it he was happy with that. that mm-hmm. You know, he li- he liked that life, so that's good. But um, so many people that nowadays can't do that anymore. You know, they're just like, I I, I have to go because it's so it's much adventure. One thing, you know, with the internet and everything, we get to see so much stuff. And as we're looking at these things, the videos and all of that, the YouTube videos, what if I did that? What would happen if I decided to do that? Mm-hmm. So they just bounce. Yeah. And. But they're living their life on their own terms. Yeah. Too many people are beaten down to stay in the life that they thought they should have because somebody told them they should. Yeah. So Play it safe. (laughs) What is safe now? (laughs) There is no safe. (laughs) Which kind of makes it worse or better depending on how you react to it. You know, like I, I think that's really pushed a lot of people where they're like, I don't have any job security anyway. I might as well go try this fun job. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and you might as well. Yeah. yeah you you never well. know. And one of the things that I really, when I'm working with young people and I encourage them, mm-hmm. if they want to travel, that is possible to travel the world mm-hmm. because with the Internet, you can have a job anywhere. Yeah. All you need is a VPN if they want you to be in a certain country and you're not there. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, that was one thing about, uh, you know, I thought about uh, if I were to be a uh, voiceover artist. Um, I've known a few that like, you know, I knew a guy that uh, was a voiceover artist that went to the beach uh, just on vacation by himself, just chilling with a laptop, you know, on the beach, just like da da da. And he got a call uh, of somebody going, hey, somebody wants you to do a commercial, da da da. They asked for you. Oh, great. Went up into his hotel room, connected a mic, did it, sent it. They sent a message back going, that was perfect. And he's like, great. They sent him, you know, like the, uh, the the direct deposit or whatever, you know, the yeah. receipt by yeah. email or whatever. He got paid immediately, went back down to the beach, <laughs> and just laid back, you know. And paid for his vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, that it doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. Of course, actually, VPNs are so horrible for Wi-Fi. Honestly, if I were in China and I were a voiceover artist, I still wouldn't have gotten any money. <laughs> no, you would. I was in China. I was in Shenzhen. And okay. I'm telling you, the moment I crossed over from Hong Kong, mm-hmm. all the social media cut off. Oh, yeah. And yep. so I had to get a VPN mm-hmm. in order to stay on my social media. And it worked perfectly there for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it did. But um, I don't know. I had, It was easier to be on the Wi-Fi. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't remember why there's stuff yeah. involved. But um, did you go to Hong Kong? Yes. That was one I like. I, I didn't. I, that, oh. I missed that one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I yes. think the biggest one was. Wait. Shanghai is. Yeah, Shanghai, because Beijing is smaller than, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Shanghai yeah. was the biggest one I went to. But I would have yeah. loved to have seen Co- Hong Kong. Oh, it's lovely. It, and one of the things I liked about Hong Kong was the ease of getting around. Mm-hmm. It was easy to get around. Yeah. Yeah, I, just about uh, Beijing, You like when I went down, because, you know, they have a subway, um, you could eat off those floors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I walked down those steps, and we were waiting for a car, and I was like, oh, my God. This is like a rich person's like living room, like somebody that has two maids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and I mean, it, it, it was just incredible. The only thing really dirty there is, is pretty much is the, the air. Yes, yes, that that has needs some work. Yeah, 
which I've heard it's gotten a lot better. Like from the time of the Olympics, which is only two years, three years ago, mm-hmm. it got it like it's gotten way better. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is funny because like somebody told me that while I was there, and I'm like, it's way better. Like, <laughs> you know, because uh, I I did a little test where the sun. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I could see the sun, and I stared at it directly at it for 10 seconds and when i looked away i didn't even have a spot from really yeah wow i didn't have a sunspot in my eyes that huh. that's like mind-blowing i, I yeah. can't imagine that yeah. we are out of time <laughs> I just realized that. sorry um but uh inez yes yes uh does it matter inez bracy inez your audacious living and confidence coach inez bracy i love your hair by the way thank you <laughs> it's great I finally achieved the uh, like the best mobile audio, like you know the, the where you hear the crowd in the background. Yes. And like it's it's there, but it's not over. You know, it's not overbearing. It doesn't ever interrupt anything, except yes. when the dog barks. But you know, dogs bark. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, uh, yeah, Zoe was not there. No. Even neither was Duncan. Even though it did sound like it. <laughs> that, that dog was a little bit more annoying than Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. That dog was just like, yeah, bah, 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 bah. I mean, it's perhaps I don't have love for that dog as much as I love. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably it because it sounded almost exactly. <laughs> I'm just glad that it wasn't Duncan barking because he sounds like a whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, and it was a perfect spot. Yeah, it was a perfect spot. It was if anybody's ever been at Abbey Bar, they have this bar. It had something on it, like they use it for something in particular. I don't know what it, I don't remember what it was. It's right next to the shuffleboard table. Yeah. So I figured it would, yeah. Okay. So there's probably, yeah, you're sitting there to watch the shuffleboard. I don't know why you would do that, but whatever. Um, anyway, it was a great table. We were looking right out. And I mean, that, that was the amazing thing too. We were indoors and there was that one time that car went by and it's just like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, there's so many really loud cars and they, for some reason, just love driving down that street. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not amazing in a good way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the, the motorcycles downtown Orlando, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Or like huge jack up, jacked up trucks in Oviedo. Yeah, uh, the truck nuts. Yeah. The biggest thing, though, that like I was trying to get at with the, uh, with you know, when I was talking about experiences and stuff like that, I was with thinking. Inez. Of, yes. With Inez. Inez, yes. Was, um, you know how like uh, a lot of times like motivational speakers, it's like, they had like a huge low point mm. and getting out of that was what kind of made them go I want to do you know right so I was I was uh, I was wondering about that because I think I, from like difficult events in my life I think I came out a more positive person than I would have if I didn't go through it yeah 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 I don't know if that's true or not but it, it seems like it to me well if you just sat there on your low point you wouldn't get much <laughs> progress out of it like it's true <laughs> like you stay low dude <laughs> you just keep pushing that minimum effort yeah i mean that's yeah exactly nobody nobody is excited about saying that i'm a something's gotta give I'm a minimal of effort speaker yeah <laughs> nobody a, says that i'm a minimalist <laughs> <laughs> that just means i do as little as i can yeah at least when it comes to effort um, but I saw a lot of correlations to, to, to stand-up comedy Yeah In uh, motivational speaking mm-hmm. um, I don't know I think that being on stage Is, is, is definitely a thing that um, Some people just need to be on a stage mm-hmm. Some people need to be speaking to people um, She said something that resonated with me um, She said that words have vibrations Yeah And I thought that was pretty cool Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that part too Even though in my mind I went way literal I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> ba- base wavelengths, like they're uh, they're way bigger. And <laughs> like, I can watch it as I talk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought way too literally of that when she said it. But I mean, like after that initial bit, I was I thought of that. You know, I was like, yeah, but yeah, that works. Well, as a motivational speaker versus a stand-up comedian, I think a motivational speaker. Um, they're a lot more careful about what they say and how they say it and uh, the results that come from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I appreciate a motivational speaker that's 
uh, you know, doing doing a, a good service by motivational speaking as opposed to uh, telling telling jokes. I find that you know, if I'm going to watch a motivational speaker, I find that to be uplifting and fulfilling. Um, yeah. Or as a comic, you just don't know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. The um, the other thing that she mentioned, and this I felt strongly about um, when she when uh, when we were talking about how um, you know people are more interesting you know when they kind of float from one job to the other yes um granted not from like i mean you know so long as you go to interesting jobs i guess but still it gives them a lot more experience and things to talk about with you know being in various environments like that and it reminded me of my sister who um at one point you know she was uh doing really really well uh in sales okay and while she did that, like, she, that's what she used her degree for and everything. So, like, you know, th- that that was the plan since she was, in, you know, in college. Okay. And then she found she liked, uh, it's in the food industry, and then she found she didn't like retail as much. Okay. She wanted to um, get, you know, into the food, like, um, different processes like um, quality control and this and that and, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so she got her degree. And then, uh, like, while she was working at the place, then left that place and went into, you know, found a job doing what she wanted, and she was making about half as much. Okay. And was, so, like, she couldn't afford her place, mm-hmm. so she sold it and, you know, moved and got to another place. You know, like, she changed, she downgraded mm-hmm. um, financially, you know, everything in her life to... Uh, because she wanted to do something else, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and almost start over, really, right. you know, and that was like possibly one of the coolest things my sister's ever done that yeah. really got my attention where I went, wow, that is amazing that that's, you're losing a lot, you know, like what if you don't like the, the next job and then you're making way less at it and you don't like it either and, and then you're you... questioning yourself like is this the worst decision I've ever made yeah exactly it takes a lot to be like you know what I'm gonna be happier if I do this so I'm just gonna do it and she did and it was awesome you know you know what it's interesting you mentioned that um, on two levels I just looked up and I'm looking at your, your Scott jersey um, <laughs> eight years ago in May 2011 uh-huh. I I and Michael Scott both quit our jobs at the office on the same day. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's why I pulled in them when I looked up at his last guy. It was like <laughs> it all it all plays into this. Um, but I, I I left my job. I had been um, at that point. I had been in insurance for ten years. Ten years total. Wow. And I was um. I was in a pretty good job. I had just been promoted. I had got my license. I was a licensed agent. I was uh, 20, wait, no, 27, 28 at that time. Uh, Duncan was a puppy. I just had Duncan. He was probably just about a year old at that point. You just had Duncan. (laughs) I had just had Duncan. (laughs) And uh, Duncan and I had just gotten our first apartment. And um, I ended up getting a, a different job i i left um a well-paying well-benefited job that uh, that i was going to go and start a branch of an agency downtown in orlando so i i had no agency owning experience i had um i was at that 27 28 year old range where you think you know everything remember yeah. talking about that oh yeah um and i left this really great job and i i i questioned that so many times like is this the worst choice I ever made and I thought about that over the years like was that the worst choice I ever made but I left something stable and something uh, to, to try something new which uh, I'm glad I did I'm glad I went and I, I opened a branch of an agency downtown I'm glad I, I worked downtown I'm glad I was running an agency like it was it was cool to do it it was really scary yeah it helped me ultimately years later decide I don't want to do insurance yeah but there's there's something about taking a scary risk and wondering if you're ruining it all mm-hmm. that I think that you have a little bit more leverage when you're successful for people to want to listen to what you have to say. Like if you just clocked in and you went to your office job and you sat there at your desk and you uh, took payments all day for 37 years and you retired from that mm-hmm. and you want to go and talk about how you're motivational, then, then I'm sure that there's some compelling reasons. But I think that uh, if you go through life and you, you're a little more um, 
chance-taking, risk-taking, optimistic, positive. Um, I think your, your stories are, are going to be outstanding. Yeah. So, some of my favorite things that have happened to me um, have been when I worked at the thrift store. Oh. Uh, that's, that's like one of, out of any job that I've gotten, uh, that one has the most stories and has the most, you know, um, I mean, it was a very unique time, you know, in my life. I, I could have done it forever. I loved it. Okay. Um, the, I mean, the only reason I left actually was because, um, uh, my manager left and I didn't like the new manager. Like I already knew him <laughs> and, uh, and, and like the first day that he was there, uh, I, I quit. Oh, yeah, that's, really? that's how bad this dude was. Like, uh, I think I was on the clock for like four hours <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, I don't need this. How would you piss off Edgy? I could feel, <laughs> I feel like you'd be like the nicest person to work with. Oh, he is the worst. Um, well, he kept trying to do my job and stuff, you know, like I was like pricing stuff out, you know, and then like he would go change the price. Oh, and uh, like on everything that I priced and I'm like. Why? What are you doing? You know what I mean? And, and he would do the price. He would do the prices lower, you know, and he's like, yeah, the, the, people won't buy at these prices. And I'm like, I've been here for two years. They absolutely will. You know, I actually, one of my favorite things ever, um, we had um, uh, a VCR come in that uh, played NTSC and PAL, which, you know, like he, he, like I put, we usually sell the VCRs for like 10 bucks or whatever, you know? Mm. I put either 20 or 25, I don't remember. And, you know, he's like, what is this? And, like, you know, crossed it out, put a normal one on there. And I was like, okay, all right, whatever. And then I changed it back, like, when I went to go take it out and made it my price again. And, uh, and, and it sold, like, like two hours later. Oh, Cause, damn. Because it's, it's near, um, you know, the, 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 um, thrift store was near Full Sail. Okay. Okay. And this is an extremely uh, unusual uh, little switch that I had on it to go from NTSC to PAL, which is NTSC, it's a, it's a regional code. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, so basically it's like if you took your DVDs and you tried to, you know, uh, play one while you're in like England or something like that. In I've one, heard about in, this. Yeah, in one of their DVD players, it won't play. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's a rare find. Not only that, but they're like brand new. Those things are expensive as hell. Okay. Like that kind of feature is a professional feature. I know I've purchased a VCR in the last five years. Have you? Because I make fair, terrible financial choices. <laughs> <laughs> was it $25? It was, it's a DVD and VCR and you can record like from the TV you can record, but you can't record from a DVD to a VHS. Like you can't do that. Oh, okay. Or whatever. You can't, it doesn't record DVDs. Um, it was like 45 bucks from Walmart. Okay. But I wanted to watch one VHS tape. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, and, and he's like, yeah, see, it sold. I go, yeah. Why don't you go ask them what it sold for? And he's like, what? And he went up, you know, to the cashier and she's like, oh yeah, you just bought it for 25 bucks. And, you know, he just kind of, he's like, why would somebody buy that for, for 25 bucks? And I go, the fact that you need to ask that means stay away from my shit. And, uh. It's not like you're overpricing things at a thrift store because, like, you want to, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. It's, t-shirts are not going to be, like, five bucks, right? No, yeah. no, no. The clothes and. Yeah, see, I didn't price the clothes, though. I, I priced all the electronics and the furniture. Mm, fine. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and he's, oh, why would that sell for so much? Well, you know, you don't know, so stay away from my shit. You know, like, uh, you have no business being back here, which is funny because he's the manager. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I just gave him shit all day. Like, he was very frustrated, didn't want to talk to me. And then I clocked out. And uh, later I heard, like, you know, he came to me from for some huge problem he didn't know how to fix and I wasn't there. Okay. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, he flipped out. And I'm like, that's not my problem. Oh. I just came in for my paycheck. <laughs> you don't gotta, gotta treat people nice. Yeah. You gotta motivate them to want to work with you. It was the owner's son. Okay. Yeah. Mm, probably didn't want to be in the thrift store life anyway. Probably not. But um, anyway. Uh, well, so, okay. Yeah. Inez. Yes. Um, Inez. Um, she said she was one of seven children. What? Well, I did not hear that. Yeah. And um, I'm am an only child. Yeah. Uh, you have a sister. I was gonna say I'm the I'm close. I only have one sibling. Yeah. One of seven is a, a reality. I don't I don't 
know. Yeah, it, it sounds, I, uh, it's bizarre. I can't even picture, you know, what that would be like. Yeah, I mean, you have a cool relationship with your sister, so uh, I always wish I could understand what it's like to have siblings. Yeah, assuming it was a good one. Yeah. But that's why through networking events, I can, like, <laughs> meet people and, like, I'm, like, coordinating. I don't know. Somebody, somebody said that uh, my only childness is... Uh, understood the, the way that I, I act and, and do things uh, it makes it obvious that I'm an only child somebody said that to me I've heard that I don't know what that means like I, I wouldn't be able to pick that out but I've heard people say that before where you know they can tell somebody is an only child and I, I don't know what those things are and I'm not spoiled that's for sure yeah I was gonna say that's the thing is like it doesn't necessarily mean that there's tons of little things that you know that are that mean that not necessarily being spoiled but like I, I never had any siblings that were older than me to like you know cut the uh, you know cut the, the teeth on some stuff that needed to be done like nobody I had nobody to blame for anything it was always just kind of like uh, if I didn't do it it wouldn't be done kind of thing yeah well and, and as the younger siblings too I mean there are things that I learned that she taught me either uh, orally or through her actions or something you know where she tried something that I saw so that like I didn't make the same mistake or you know either because I saw her action or she went hey by the way I did this it sucked don't do that yeah you know <laughs> um, so you, you know you learn quite a bit from a sibling right so uh, I'm sure there were uh, plenty of things that I noticed took from her family yeah that helped yeah. help with that I think it's cool uh, thank you for interviewing with us um, we have a picture of her business card we'll we'll link all of her contact information yes and. Um, yeah, thank you so much. That was awesome. Absolutely. And the next one is uh, Barb Gertman. Yes. I had some things to say to her because she's a realtor. She's a real. She won a lay. She uh, got, ooh. She got laid. She got la- <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify. She won a lay at the uh, the networking game. <laughs> I have no idea what happened after that point. <laughs> I didn't lay her. <laughs> um. Well, and, and, and uh, when, of course, my mom was a realtor for many years before she retired from it, and I went along for a lot of stuff with her, uh, you know, looking at houses and stuff like that. So, like, I'm familiar, familiar with the, you know, av- like the uh, daily goings on as far as what they do. Yeah, it's and a lot so, of work. Yeah, so I, I, I thought it was, uh, it was, it was really fun talking to her about that. Like, uh, I, I, being a homeowner's insurance agent, I dealt with a lot of realtors. Yeah. And I always kind of have that knack to want to be one mm-hmm. because I think I'd be good at it. Yeah. But uh, uh, I only have so many licenses that I want to have. Like, <laughs> how many licenses am I going to have and not eat? <laughs> it's like the really smart dude that has like four PhDs. <laughs> you're like, I got like five licenses. <laughs> I can do anything, but I choose to nap. (laughs) I can do any of these five things. (laughs) Podcasting takes up all all five spots. (laughs) You got your your podcasting license? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, shit. We're in trouble. If we need a podcasting license, then then there would be a lot of people out of podcasts. Oh, yeah. There wouldn't... Like, like 1% of of all podcasts would... uh, be around everything else would die away but anyway okay so our next uh we uh, talked to barb gertman okay and what was your name my name's barb gertman gertman okay uh, yes. I like that. and you're a realtor i am a realtor i'm also a uh county council person okay. for volusia county oh nice mm-hmm. i you know it's not until you hit adulthood you know, like, I don't know when you're when you're in uh, like uh, high school and you think like local council, da da da. You're like, nah, the president does everything. Like you know, like, right, you don't right. realize you don't think how you, important how, local is. Yeah, you are so right. <laughs> you are so right. What impacts your day to day life are the local needs yep. of cities and counties and. Exactly. Was there anything in particular you wanted to talk about? Well, I mean, I like talking about real estate, but I like talking about our community and mm-hmm. needs and how long have, have you long have you lived lived in this area? Well, I'm originally from Long Island, New York. Okay, but I moved here in 1984. Been coming since 1960, so Deland has been a, a family home for my uh, father's family for 70 years. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of history here. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
and so uh, you came from New York. I actually went to New York for the first time just last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, what was your experience? Where did you go? It was too short. Yeah. I was there for two days. Oh, yeah. Well. You know, like, but I mean, it was like one of those things where I, for a weird, like, I don't know how it works because it was my friend, but like he paid for something and then took it back and it was going to expire and he'd lose the ticket or something from a previous flight, you know, and he's like, dude, you want to go to New York for a couple of days? I'm like, sure. Um, so, yeah, we stayed in uh, Soho. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know really you nice. wanted to stay a little longer because oh. it's such a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was so many. Shoot, you could stay there a year and you still, you know, can't see everything. There's so much, so much to see. It's also like living in Florida, right? You have to travel throughout the entire state. I mean, you could do so many staycations and stay in our state. You don't yeah. even have to leave. It's such a great experience here. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since I have all my family's in Florida. Oh, well, okay. most most of my family's in Florida. So, um, you know, I have a lot of family like in Tampa. So it's like they don't live nearby. Yet at the same time, all you have to do is drive two hours. Two hours, right. And see family, which is easy for Christmas. Yeah, I used to live in Tampa. Um, yeah? In Apollo Beach. Okay. Yeah. So okay. That was pretty nice. I yeah, enjoyed I, that. I have relatives in Brandon. Oh. Yeah. I lived in Brandon. Look, I got I, I get around. <laughs> I got around. So, yeah. I've lived quite a few different places throughout <laughs> Florida, throughout Central Florida. But so. my problem, though, is that I've lived here my entire life, mm. and but I don't drive very far. Like, I'm kind of a homebody, you know? So I only drive, like, max 30 minutes from my house, usually. Well, I'm finding that's the case for most millennials. Are you fitting in the millennial? I am at the very bottom, 1982. That's the first year okay. that is okay. millennial. Okay. Which okay. now they say there's some kind of subcategory. Like, ah, I just, and I just don't I'm care that much. I'm hearing something about Z. I was, yeah, yes. I was with the um, Stetson students yesterday talking about um, local community real estate and one of the environmental classes, and yeah. we were talking about the millennials and the and the Z's. Yeah, well, it, w- and it was just one of those things. Once they were like, "Well, now there's a sub generation," I'm like, "Screw this! I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't care that much." <laughs> well, but uh, but I did find it fascinating because they they kind of did need to do that because um, as somebody that was born in 1982, I remember not having the internet. Right. That is a very important distinction. You know, to millennials. Do you know that is so funny? That's exactly <laughs> what they said. Oh, really? The that class, was my guess. <laughs> well, well, the the class said that they remembered a different a different childhood experience, mm-hmm. so they can remember playing, going outside, having more yeah. physical activity than just being locked to the virtual world. Yeah, and they feel and like the Z generation is much more connected than they were. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I can see that. Cause, well, because, yeah, that's that was back when, you know, also um, it wasn't just playing more outside, but probably the last time parents ever said, go play outside. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. now it's kind of go play in your room. Right. <laughs> that's sugar. We can't let you outside because somebody might snatch you up or, you know, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's sad what we've come to, but. It also appears that the millennial Z generation, like you said, don't want to drive more than 30 minutes. They want, I guess, a better live, work, play environment. They yeah. want everything kind of in that centralized. And I think yep. they've, they've gotten the, the clue about the DUI. So Uber <laughs> and Lyft is very important because yes. you still want to drink your drink. And you that's know? good for jobs for them, too. Yes. Like, that's a perfect, like, uh, as far as... Just like not because of the generation, but the age group. Yeah. Uh, driving for Uber or Lyft is a perfect thing to do. It is. You know, it, you can it do is. it whenever you want. It's not, you know, you don't clock in, clock out. It seems like the office environment, nobody wants it anymore. I work from home. And I have for years. Yeah. And it's once you do that, it is so hard to get back into a traditional setting. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, don't put baby in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, don't, you don't remember that, right? I from, do. From oh, Dirty Dance. Oh, yes. I'll, wow, you, you're you older than you look. <laughs> I'm 36. <laughs> yeah. I actually uh, used to uh, I used to vacation in North Carolina, and there was a lake we used to jump into. It even had, like, one of those high rocks with a rope, and you, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. jump over. And across the lake was that one building, like the rec center kind of deal, from Dirty Dancing. Really? Like Get you, out. You could see it from the shore. Ah, uh, that was always one of my favorites. And what I hated about that most, though, uh-huh. is that when we were on that particular vacation at that cabin, we did it twice, but both times, 
I had not seen the movie yet, ah, so it didn't mean, it mean nearly as much. <laughs> you know, it meant nothing to me at the time. But but I remember it so clearly that uh, when I watched Dirty Dancing, like it came up, and I was like, <gasps> oh, that was it, right? <laughs> yeah, but I love to see, um, you know, the the young people really re envisioning and helping us evolve. Mm-hmm. You know what Volusia County needs to be. Yeah, um, I think they're they're gonna set a standard mm-hmm. and it's gonna be you know more of a diverse community yeah because the young people aren't just waiting for us to dis- establish it it's like this is what we're gonna want and this is what we're gonna do so you either get with it or you don't yeah if you want it'd be great if you'll help us but right. if you don't we're gonna go ahead and we're, do we're, that. we're gonna do that anyway yeah. you know so that's a good attitude I like we're it. not looking for three thousand square foot homes mm-hmm. you know Give us 1,500 square feet, a small yard, and let us, you know, spend our money the way we want to and not just work to pay. Yeah. You know, I think it's a different mindset now, and I'm not mad at that. I think there's a lot of new young entrepreneurs and people really trying to figure out how not to get caught up. Yeah. Tell me this, because, you know... uh, uh, as a realtor, tell me how, how accurate this seems to be. Because to me, it seems like uh, condos, as far as owning a place, most people, as you see you know, on the news and stuff, they report that most people are renting now. But uh, if, you're, if you're buying, it seems like condos are a lot more um, of a hot commodity than they used to be. Absolutely. Mostly because, mostly I think, because you, know, you want to buy a property and be like, I'm not going to mow my damn lawn. You know? Um, and unfortunately, I'm actually looking now, and I mean, it, it's gotten out of control, though. You know, like, there's one that, like, it's not like there's fancy tennis courts. There's a swimming pool, but, you know, no, like, gym or, mm. like, tennis courts or anything mm. like that. And it was, like, $405 a month HOA. Yes. And, like, I'm pretty sure if I were to purchase a house, I don't remember, I didn't pick that property. But um, I believe it was, like, you know, let's say, like, $1,000 a month. And then four hundred. That's forty percent of your. Yes. <laughs> that blows. Yes. You know, and, and that's not even high. You know. I mean, that's that's the reality. I mean, affordable housing is um, a limited resource. Yeah. Now. And um, in in Volusia County, however, there aren't, at least on the west side of Volusia County, let me say, there aren't a lot of condos. Mm-hmm. So it's really single family homes here. Um, east side over by the the um the beach they have many more um condos and you know um timeshare and that type of scenario we don't have as much of that no uh, not here in west Volusia. and i'm definitely familiar with them because you know growing up in florida we always rented a a, a condo when when our family went to the beach so we've yes. been in tons of beach condos uh-huh, uh-huh. which always has the weirdest when i say weird like not bad but the most unique feel and like decor and smell <laughs> you know what i mean like when you walk in you could be blindfolded and, and, and know with earplugs and right, didn't know right, right. didn't hear the ocean or anything you walk in you're like i'm in a beach condo right <laughs> that's true that's true i am currently a realtor with b realty mm-hmm. here in the land we have two offices okay typically i'm down here i love downtown deland delightful deland and um, we have an office here at 237 um, North Woodland Boulevard. We're one of the top um, realtors in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, That's not a national though or anything, is it? No. It's, okay, I was going to say because I hadn't heard of it. So no, just, we're very yeah. boutique. Yeah. We just yeah. have the two offices only here in Deland, but we cover Central Florida. Okay. You know, surrounding areas, so, okay. um, but really specialize here in West Volusia. Yeah, it's where, like, most of the knowledge is, right. where you actually know right. the neighborhoods and stuff. Right, yeah. but I've, I've lived in, in Central Florida throughout Orlando, Sanford, and have serviced anywhere, you know, Daytona as well. And that actually made me think of this. I don't know how interesting this is going to be to anybody else, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to know. Um, so you have like an office, right? Yes. Like, in the, okay. But then you said you also work from home. Because my mom did this too. How often do you go into your office as opposed to working from home? I usually set a certain um, day, mm-hmm. like 
typically I'm in the office Friday afternoons. Oh, so the clients know when you'll right, be there. Right, so okay. they'll they'll know when I'm there because otherwise you like you say you're in you're out you're showing homes, mm-hmm. um, you're working with first time home buyers or you're working with you know um, divorcees or people yeah. trying to get um, downsized selling larger homes to go to smaller homes and again i think a lot of people even even retirees and seniors are getting to where they don't want that maintenance yeah so they've um raised families in much bigger homes now they're ready to downsize and um, get realistic and come out and play yeah yeah. My parents are kind of all about that now too. They're like, yeah. "We're gonna sell this thing." Yeah, like, they're like yeah. It, it almost sounds like a threat. Like, "We're selling it." Yeah, it's like, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mom was Coldwell Banker. Uh, uh-huh. The reason I asked though too was that like uh, when she first started, she would do about half and half. She would, you know, f- like not because she's meeting up with clients or anything. She would mm-hmm. just be in that office doing work, and and you know, after a few years, no. She, you know, she like she still had a desk there and everything, but like she never went to it, um, and just basically met clients in the conference room to do paperwork or whatever, you know. But it just seems like in the beginning, you know, you use the office much more, and then you're like, why am I here? Right, <laughs> yeah. right. But everything is so mobile. I mean, yeah. now on your iPad or your phone, you have um, electronic signature. You don't need to print as like you used to have to yeah. do. So everything is really just very convenient. Um, and you can help the customer the very same way where you don't have to con- um, be face-to-face if you don't want to be. Yeah. So we can we can make the transaction happen pretty smoothly, <laughs> um, electronically and virtually, if that's what, you know, best suits the, the yeah. customer. And I think for the millennials and the Zs, you know, that's and how it, they like to work. It's more than worth it to upgrade whatever you have to do to, you know, contact, you know, if you don't have a lot of... If you don't have an iPad or an iPhone, you know, because like my mom, well, actually, she's pretty good because she got an iPad a few years ago and she's mm-hmm. good at it now. But like as a realtor, like at the time when she was, if I like handed her an iPad and was like, this is going to improve your business, she'd be like, ah, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, print it off for me, please. Yeah. But yeah. for the cost of the electronics, it's it just makes such a difference. It really does. When reassuring your clientele, hey, I can get this paperwork fast to you i can sign it fast you can sign it better it and has revolutionized the yeah. the realty market i'm mm. kind of wondering if there's less uh you know the ones that witness and notary thank you mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. kind of wonder if if that because there, there are times where i'm pretty sure you can sign for really important stuff too uh like electronically oh yeah and there's no notary yeah you're right i, I just thought of that literally yeah, just now you're, you're right <laughs> when you actually close mm-hmm. you ha- you still have a notarized document and you have originals but everything leading up to that mm-hmm. typically can be e-signed and there's an e-affidavit and attestment um that your signature is valid and so forth so yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i've got an adobe app uh i forgot what it's called but basically it so you can open PDFs and, mm-hmm. and partic- just mm-hmm. to sign stuff. You're right. But You're yeah, right. so much easier. Yeah. All right, well, that's our time, but thank you so much well, for stopping you, and Steve talking Maggie. to me. Especially, it's been I, awesome. I love realty stuff. Yeah, well, I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. I think I could talk forever about real estate. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I love looking at houses and, you know, all kinds of stuff. That's why I like to go on around with my mom when she was showing houses or, you know, doing whatever. I used to go around with all my friends that were buying houses when I was an insurance agent, and I would go and like, hey, hey, this this house needs new plumbing. This house needs a new roof. This like, I was really useful for people. Yeah, that's awesome. I was like a free inspection, but they would just buy me drinks and dinner. Uh, I ended up paying for uh, like five different inspections for different houses. That's big, big bucks. Yeah, it really is, um, and it feels like a waste because all five of them like were total failures. Like they basically all those houses like they hid something you know what i mean yeah. and, and then the inspector comes in and is like yeah this is no yeah well sometimes it's not meant to be but, no uh you know kudos to barb uh i really respect that she's uh, a member of her community she's active and involved in her community and she she really cares about the land in volusia county so um cheers barb thanks for participating yeah thank awesome. you very much it was great talking to her um uh, what was it? Oh yeah, I didn't ask her if she was a, a realtor when she was in New York. Oh, you didn't. No. You and also didn't tell her that you slept in a van, did you? No, I did not. Mm. <laughs> I thought I'd leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole another discussion. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure when I said I stayed in Ho- Soho, it's like, oh, pricey. No, nah, not the way I did it. <laughs> um, 
There was also, uh, yeah, I always wondered too, the term single family home. Like, I always wondered, like, is, is the reason for having that term in the first place because it differentiates between that and, like, a duplex or something? Because I never... Like those polyamorous swingers. Yeah, like, like I've never seen a double family home. Like, I live in a triplex. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, though. I like, your, I like your place. Yeah. Thanks. I like my place, too. Um, and, and, and also, yeah, as far as signing, like, when, you know, we bought a property and we were going to build a house on it, but, you know, we got divorced too soon. Mm. But, um... But when we bought the property, I thought that was amazing. Like for something as serious as that, uh, we initialed like God, sixty different things each. Yeah. But each of them, it was uh, it was just sent to us via email, and I would click, and it would just put my my uh, oh my, yeah my initials there, and I'm just like wow, so much of this. It's weird to me. I just figured you know so they'd be like no no no, this is important enough that you need to like physically do it I was yeah there's some of those and i as an insurance person i set up thousands of those agreements yeah and well and also i mean like there were of course other times where we went in there and initialed stuff but, right but not nearly as much right so there's i don't a lot know to, there's a lot to initial yeah i was i was i was shocked by that uh that we Initially. were that we were able to do it Initially. uh yeah digital Okay, so yeah, that was uh, episode forty-eight. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and yeah, that was that was great. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for for participating, everybody. Thanks for our new followers, our new subscribers, our new listeners. Uh, we, we're gonna be back. Yeah, we've shot up quite a bit um, as as far as listeners. So if, if you're spreading the word, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was a great episode. I yeah. thought. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it so much, in fact. Outro! A PFT Media Production.